0: One day, I was on the New York City bus, and I can't even tell you where I was. I probably dropped the kids off at my mother's, and I was on my way back home. And you know how they have the advertisements on the city bus, the top where you can read, you know, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, the, the strap hangings, right?
0: Yeah, where you hold on to, there's a whole bunch of advertisements. I was sitting... I know exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting at the back of the bus, you know, that single seat right next to the to the back door?
2: Yeah.
0: Before the back door, I was sitting in that single seat, and I was looking up, and I was reading. And it, it was like a survey. And I started reading the sentences, and I was like, yes. Read the next one, it was like, yes. And then I read the next one, it said, yes. And then the little thing at the bottom said, if you answered yes to three or more of these questions, you are a victim of domestic violence. What would happen if I took the kids to the doctor without them? What would happen if I did the laundry without them? And sure enough, when I started doing those things without him, that's when it started to get physical.
3: Hello, single dad, why you mad family? This is David. And thanks for tuning into another episode of our podcast on single parenting. Uh, You're about to listen to part one of a three-part series on domestic violence. For the first two parts, you will hear our guest Keisha, a mother of six, speak on her personal experience with domestic violence and parenting. But for part three, Keisha is gonna talk about her work with men in the shelter who are also victims of domestic violence. Here we go.
0: Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad?
3: So let me just say now, right? So, you know, we've been doing this going on. All a right, hold up. Months, right? And before Corona, we had this thing down pat, right? We died. <laughs> we good. Now, because everybody and their mama is doing Zoom, WebEx virtual meetings. Now all of a sudden ours is, you know, not working. Right. right. We're gonna have technical difficulties now. we doing this up. for almost a year now with no right. technical difficulties. But okay. All right. So um I guess we're gonna do it. Uh welcome back to another episode of Single Dad Why You're Mad. My name is David. We like to start off, Clark, we're talking about our weeks. How was
1: your week? Yo, my week has been um my week has been good. Except that I had a hard hit in the mouth reminder as to why I never became a teacher. Fuck that. No interest in ever doing it. Uh, This homeschooling, distance learning shit has been nothing but stress. To all you teachers out there who are listening, I can't do it. So um, for me, that has uh, plainly
3: rested with uh, his mama because... uh, uh, although we keep our nightly schedule, uh, he's with her during the day because uh, I'm still working and uh, she's not. My work schedule is still just as busy because I work for a school network. Uh, the first thing we had to do is figure out how to get all of our students Chromebooks and everything else and how to still you know, keep giving out uh, breakfasts and lunches as we had normally done um, and get the uh, homeschool um, learning environment get our feet under it before, you know, and we just started this week. Today was, this was, this Monday was the first week of, you know, the online uh, teaching and learning. Um, So I'll hear results of it uh, at the end of it. But um, listen, my boy's been here. Um, I actually kept him all day yesterday because yesterday was his mama's birthday. Right. And, uh, you know, we had a good day. I mean, it wasn't a bad day. We had a good day. Where'd you get her? I have a, I have a son. I don't have a daughter. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for him to hit pretend like he didn't hear what I asked him. I was asking what you got, baby bomber, for her birthday. Why
3: would I do that? <laughs> we we can hope. hope. Yo, man, what is the hope? What is the dude, hope? Tell me what you're hoping For for for, for common ground and mutual understanding. That don't mean I got to get you something for your birthday. You can have common ground and mutual understanding without me buying you presents for your birthday
1: or Christmas. I'm, you know, I'm saying, man, we, we've had a lot of growth over the past couple of episodes. I know our listeners are like, yo, what you he get her So we, we, you just killed their hopes. Thanks, David. Your dream crush. One ain't got nothing to do with the other, Clark.
3: You, 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 you. <laughs> one ain't got... Listen, growing and changing... The the, the the pure sign of growth and change is not that I let that I bought you something for your birthday. That ain't not it. at
1: all. Not that at all. It. That ain't it. The, the, the fact that y'all can text without swearing at each other, that's the sign of growth. That, that, there you that, go. Yeah. That, that's headed in the right direction.
3: So his birthday is next week, Friday, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, he's been really adamant about Hot Wheels. Hot, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. The track with the loop-de-loop. In his voice, I want the track with the loop de loop. Wow! So they did not have the track with the loop de loop when I went online looking for it, right? So uh, I got the other one that was the crash set, colossal crash. It's called, yeah.
1: right? And
3: so, <laughs> can you see it?
1: Oh, you got! Oh, you got it right there, waiting.
3: Yeah. So with a bunch I, of cars. So I get no he lined it. So when the box came, he asked what it was. I told him what was in it. And then he, you know, lined all of his cars up in front of it, you know, like it's a parking garage, right? In anticipation. In anticipation. And I said, you got to be good before you get any of this, right? But um, then I went online and just checked one more time after this one came. And the loop the loop came also. Wow. So I figured, you know, I'll get one. I can always send one back, right? Right. Who are who yeah. you kidding? Who are you kidding? Because you know you ain't sending shit back. Exactly. Right. Let's, 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 let's keep it a buck. You know, I have know. arrived at the place where I'm spoiling my kid, just like I told my my my, my brother and his and my sister when my nieces and nephews were young. What are you spoiling them for? What are you giving them everything they asked for? <laughs> oh, uh, see, you, you better than me. I,
0: better figure,
3: than I figure, I figure... Um, he can have one here, he can have one at his mama's house, and uh, you know, whichever one he's at, he can play with it, and
2: then wow. it, when he's
1: acting up, it's always something you can take away from him. Right. I, it's funny, because when I was just an uncle, right, I was the one who was like, oh, yo, they need this. They absolutely gotta have that. Now that I'm like the dad, and I gotta pay for shit, I'm like, what do you need that for? You don't need that. That's expensive. Hell no. You know so, my tune completely changed when I when it it was my own kids, you know, my nieces and my nephews. They used to get over on me all the time. Okay, I'm
3: the reverse. Oh my! God. I wonder why. Anyway, so um, uh, we have a guest with us today, uh, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself in however it is that she sees fit to do to do to, to introduce herself. Right, um, but before we do that, right? Let me just also say, you know, I'm looking at myself in this uh, 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 this video chat, and oh my god, right? Um, so, did you guys just get an emergency alert? No, I didn't yet. I just got an emergency yeah. alert. Attention, all healthcare workers. New York City is c- seeking licensed healthcare workers to support health facilities. Visit New York City Help Now to volunteer. Volunteer. Not pay, right? Volunteer.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Uh-huh. So, um mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. I know you're gonna get to it, right? Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have a guest and I want this guest to introduce herself. But I was gonna say that I look at myself in this video chat, right? And yep. I am as gray as all to be damned, right? I haven't <laughs> been able to get my hands on any uh Grecian <laughs> dress for men, Grecian formula, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna have to rock with it, right? Yo, I, I I ain't mad at you. I actually shaved my head. Uh, was yesterday because I had a video conference at like seven o'clock this morning, and my daughter was like, "Yo, you, you gonna let people see you like that? Like, you you can't have your hairline out there like that. You got you got do something." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, how many weeks are we in now? Two, two, Yo, we're, we're two uh, weeks deep." I shaved the neck beard, though. Like, I got rid of the neck beard. So we're two <laughs> weeks deep. Two weeks deep. Okay. All right. So, um, and, and let me ask you one more question
3: before we get on. Um, are your people coming outside to the terrace or to the doorsteps
1: and doing the hand clap at 7 p.m. every day? That, I, I don't know if that's a thing in Connecticut. That, is, that has not started out here. And I, I think it's also because people are so far away from each other. that hasn't hasn't gained steam. Although I've I've been watching videos of like people in Brooklyn singing Biggie songs on the terrace and I was like, I'm I'm homesick.
3: Yeah, uh, at 7 p.m. every day, they come out on the terraces here, or they come to their windows and they start clapping and screaming and and all this other sort of stuff. Anyway, so we have a guest um, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself as she sees fit.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Keisha. I am the mother of I am a nurse extraordinaire, especially in this, I don't know what to say, time that we're in. And I'm joining these guys to have a great session with you today. Okay.
3: So a mother of six. Six. Um, do you mind? Do you mind if do you are you okay? Do you want to check a box if people ask? Um, your age range or do you mind telling people exactly how old you
0: are? Um, I'm 44 years old. Just turned 44. Just turned 44. Just so, turned uh, 44. My you... oldest child is 23. Uh huh. My youngest is about to turn... Well, my youngest two are about to turn 10 this summer.
3: So you have a 20... Give, give
0: us the
2: 23-year-old. 23-year-old.
0: I have a 23-year-old. Tw- I have, a 23 year old. I have yeah. one that's going to be 21 Uh-huh. Um at the end of the year uh-huh. I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old and two 10-year-olds. 23. 21. 23. 14 10-year-olds mm-hmm. two, and what else? 12-year-old. Oh, and a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, they're in order. Okay. 14, 12 and 10. All right. So, so,
3: are you one of the women that they say when you touch her, she's get pregnant right away?
0: Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I would have to say, with the exception of the twins, I think everybody else was right on time according to the to the work, so to speak. Okay, so they were planned. All right. Yeah.
3: Wow. So you had your first when you were how old? 21 when you were 21 okay mm-hmm. um and uh are you a single mom it's defined
0: yourself, single do you consider mm-hmm.
1: yourself to be a single mom go ahead clark so for for our purposes we define a single parent as someone who may or may not be co-parenting with the, the other parent but you're not involved in a
2: relationship with them
0: hmm it's complicated, complicated. <laughs> um, because I, I do have I do have a first set and a second set. So right. if you're talking about the first set, then I'm a single I'm a single mom. Now, when we'll you're talking about the
3: you got to be clear about what you mean when you say first set. Go ahead.
0: I was married. I was married, mm-hmm. and in that marriage, I had two children. Yep. I got divorced, and now I'm in another relationship. And I have four kids in that relationship.
3: Okay, and that's the fourteen, the twelve, and the two tens.
0: Yes.
1: And are you guys living together? Or are you guys date by dating and living in separate separate households? What's, what's the situation there?
0: We're 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 co-parenting under the same roof. Okay.
1: So the the relationship portion of it has. And, and if I'm died. going too deep, okay, the relationship push up. No, dead. no,
0: no. I mean, I I signed up for this, so it's an open yeah. book. The relationship portion of it it has died.
1: Yeah.
0: And because of the of my work schedule, it works for us because I normally work nights. Right. So, so and he works during the day. So, so it, do- it just.
1: Hmm, go ahead. No, go, no, no, you go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't mean to cut you
0: off. So I homeschool during the day. I homeschool the kids during the day. So this whole Corona thing, where everybody's on isolation or you know whatever, it's it's our norm. Our norm. So, because I homeschool. The only one I don't homeschool is a teenager for obvious reasons. And so, yeah, I'm struggling with that. But the others, the 12-year-old and the two 10-year-olds, I homeschool them. So I'm home during the day with them. And then by the time dad comes home, I leave to go to work.
1: Okay. So you guys are sharing work.
0: Yes. So that works for us. So I guess you could say, um, yeah, I, I still am a single parent. You know, and 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 so
1: there's there's so much, that, there's so many questions I got just like with with the the current dynamic, but I, I think mm-hmm. we should start with the foundational question, right? Anytime we uh-huh. have a guest on, we ask, how the fuck did you get here? Like with the best of intentions, you know, going initially starting with a marriage where you had two kids, ending up in a divorce, and then okay. cu- coupling with somebody else. And you know, now this coming to an end. With the best of intentions, thinking that everything is gonna work and thinking that you know you guys are gonna to be together.
0: Okay, with the point. With the best of intentions, so I what, would what, have what, to but, say what,
3: what were your intentions. Maybe this wasn't my, my was this your um, intention?
0: My, this wasn't my intention. <laughs> having a big family was having a big family was always my intention. Okay. But having it this way wasn't. What was okay, it? so um, my intention was that I would get married, um, have as many kids as I do now, maybe more. And we would have this big house because I am consider myself an intelligent person. So I knew I was going to be making money in whatever career choice I chose. And I'm usually attracted to very, you know, Intelligent men, because that's usually the part that I'm attracted to. They're intelligent. So I figured I'd have an intelligent man and he'd be the same way. He'd have a really good job or own his own business. And we would just buy this big house and raise these intelligent children. And we live happily ever after. That was the goal. But that Um, didn't happen.
3: So (laughs) your parents, just tell us a little bit about your parents. Your parents, you were were raised with um, mom, dad, both mom and dad.
0: Yes, I had mom and dad in the house. I think they split when I was about sixteen, but they were—I wouldn't say they—but my dad, since he was the—he was the non-custodial parent. My dad was still very involved, mm-hmm. so my—I'm originally. Well, I shouldn't say I'm originally. I'm the first generation of Americans for my family. Both my parents are. From Trinidad. Right. Um, I was raised with that cultural background. They have no sense of how American people live. They don't care how American people live. They don't care what society says. They believe 100% in that Trini culture, and that's how I was raised. So my mom raised me to, you know, she... she I practice on how to take care of my husband by serving my dad. So it was my job to bring his dinner to him, bring his slippers to him, the whole, the whole nine, you know, I was that person that, you know, was raised literally to serve their man. Right. So, and where it, where, where that messed up was, is you know, the cultural differences that exist in the Trinidadian culture and the American culture, the American man isn't raised to receive that type of treatment.
3: That's interesting. So That is an interesting statement. Tell,
0: they're, they're, they're not. They're not raised to receive that type of treatment. So when I got married and I catered to my husband that way, he took advantage. He so, saw it as my weakness.
3: So your husband was not Trini?
0: No, he was American. Okay. Is it okay to say Trini? Is I don't even Absolutely. know. Yeah. Ab- yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: So your husband was not Trini. He was Amer- he was no. a, a, a Black American.
0: He was a Black American.
3: Okay, keep going.
0: And so his he just kind of worked me into his schedule. So his whole he's a, he's from the streets, you know however you want to define that. He's from the street. And so he would go to work during the day. He'd come home. And when he'd come home, I'd have his shower already running. I'd have his towel waiting for him, his slippers waiting for him, his underwears, everything waiting for him. He'd get into the shower and he'd do his thing. By the time he'd get out, I'd have the kids in their high chair, whoever was in the high chair, whoever was in the carrier, and his dinner would be smoking out of the plate when he came out of the shower and we'd sit down and we'd have dinner like a family should and that made me happy because i was just like oh my god i'm actually living the dream but as soon as dinner was done he'd get dressed and that's time for him to chill with the boys and he'd be gone for the rest of the the rest of the evening till wee hours of the morning Every
3: single day. So, so, so let me tell you something. Let me come home and my shower is running and uh, my slippers is out. And I let me get out the shower after that. And my uh, dinner is steaming on the table. And uh, the remote is right next to wherever it is. I'm getting ready to sit down. Shit. But.
2: hmm
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, but let me ask you another question. Let me ask you a question. Before. Hold on, before before you go further, hold on, wait, 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 I want to take a second, real quick. I want to apologize to my mother because when I was younger, my mother would always be like, "Oh, you need to find a nice Trinidadian girl. You need to get married a nice Trinidadian woman." I said, "Yo, only too fucking wicked. I'm not married to Trinidadian woman. I'm good." <laughs> and then I married a Puerto Rican who. Very much in the same way, you know, not to the extent of catering, but, you know, some some degrees. And it ended up being the same level of wickedness. So, Mom, I'm sorry. Go ahead, (laughs) dude. So, you guys were how old at this time? We
0: were, let's see. I had the two kids already, so we were 23, 24 at the time.
3: So, my question is... How much of uh, that, um, you know, running out to hang out with the boys do you think might have been associated with age and maturity versus... um...
0: All of it. Okay. I think all... No, I I wouldn't say all of it. I would have to say culture had a lot to do with it as well because I could have been out there with friends as well because my friends were calling me to be out there on the street too. And I chose to be home with my husband and my children. Okay. And I had the and I had the opportunity to drop the kids off at grandma's house. Grandma always wanted the kids. Grandma wanted to pick the kids up right after work every single day. So I had the opportunity, but like I said, it has it it has a lot to do with culture because the way I was raised, I was raised that I needed to be in the house I needed to keep my house clean. I need to keep the kids clean. I needed to cook. I needed to do all the things that a wife is supposed to do because that's the only way you can keep your man. And so you do know the two daughters that I have, I don't teach them that because that is not the way to teach a man. You cannot teach a man, a, a girl, excuse me, to treat a man that way if the man isn't trained up to receive that type of treatment.
3: So that's exactly what was going that's to be a question to you: Is that are and you you have girls? Are you teaching your girls that? And you just
1: answered that? So now I want to pivot to Clark. Right. What are you teaching your daughters? I teach my daughters to go out and get your own shit. Like basically, at the end of the day, you want to be financially independent. You want to be emotionally independent, and anybody that's in your life is additive. In the same way that I practice myself, like. Why am I sitting at the table with you if you ain't bringing shit to it? And any dude that you get with, they got to understand that they're not you're not dependent on them. They're additive to your life. But but Keisha, were you dependent on him? Um, you know, I so,
0: wasn't
2: So I wasn't I wasn't dependent
0: you- I wasn't working at the time. I wasn't working at the time, but I wasn't dependent on him in the sense that if I wanted to work, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he did not want the children to go to daycare. He felt like I should be home with the kids until they were dayca- they were ready for school and then I can go out and do whatever.
2: Right.
0: So being that we had a bad incident with leaving the kids in the daycare before, I kind of agreed with him. I don't want to say kind of, I did agree with him and I chose to stay home, but it was a mutual discussion. It wasn't like I was home because I was unemployable. You know, I was already a nurse at that time. So if I wanted to go out and make however amount of money I could have, but I agreed with him, you know, I said, you know, the welfare of the children are very important and I'll stay home until the youngest child is kindergarten age.
1: Okay, and going back a little further, where did you guys first meet? How did you first connect?
0: We met in, I met him in junior high. I used to go to Lefferts. Lefferts in the house. <laughs> um, yes, I used to go to Lefferts and I met him there through some mutual friends. And we dated on and off throughout junior high school, throughout high school, throughout college. And that that was it.
3: So um, how long were you guys together in a relationship in totality? Like how many years?
0: Um, in our marriage, we were legally married for five years. So you were um,
3: married for five years. Go ahead.
0: We were we five were legally years. married for five years, huh?
3: Go ahead. Why do you say legally married for five years? Go. Because we dating. were
0: in a rela- We were in a relationship prior to the marriage for um, three consecutive years, and then the years before was just on and off, just dating.
3: But after, like, you decided the relationship was not working for you, like. Um, uh-huh. still together after that.
0: A year after marriage. Oh, okay. All right, that's not long. All right. That uh, that kind of a year. My-
1: Go ahead.
0: So that's 4 years. That's 4 years of whatever I endured mapping out a way to get out.
3: <laughs> and what was the turning point for you where you said this is not working for me?
0: The turning point for me was when I got arrested because the girl he was living with called the cops on me because I told her if she doesn't stay away from my family, I'd kill her. Okay. And All right. Hold
3: on now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on.
0: hold on. That was the turning point. <laughs>
3: hold on. Y'all were still seeing each other at that time or y'all had stopped? No, we were
0: married. We were married at the time. Married and he and was... We, we He was... We, we were married, and he would leave the house every day like he was going to work, and he was going to see this other woman. And when he was with us at night, he was leaving her house and telling her sh- that he was going to work. So,
2: you know what I mean?
0: So she when was thought- he going to work? <laughs> well, he's a dude from the street you know you work all the time when you're from the street <laughs> when you when you when you that 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 street pharmaceutical you know work is everywhere
3: so 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 um he's living with this woman you find out mm-hmm. about it. how'd you find out about it? She called my house
1: she called and asked,
0: asked for him she she called my house and asked for him and you know, she in get the, the number. Of, of course, through him. I don't know how she got the number. I really didn't care, but at the time, it's not like I didn't know he wasn't out there with somebody. You understand? Because okay. you, a woman always knows. So you she understand? You the just house. yeah.
3: So she, she called. The
0: house. Go ahead. hmm She called the house and she asked for him, and I told him I didn't know who she was, but I knew who she was. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay? So I said to her, he's busy right now. He can't come to the phone. And she was said, well... Was he busy? <laughs> he wasn't busy, but he was right there next to me when I said it. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I said, who should I tell him is calling? And of course, she said her name and I said, well, you would definitely have to call back because he's unavailable. And she called back in an hour. Right. And mm-hmm. I told her again. I told her again. I said... He's unavailable. What is she did she want? Call <laughs> she called. I wasn't interested in what she wanted. Obviously, she wanted him to come home, and he probably told her he was with the kids. You understand? So. Oh, so he um, let her know he had kids. Oh yeah, she knew he had kids because his whole mo was that I wasn't him wasn't letting him see the kids. So her beef with me was that I had kids for him and wasn't allowing him to see his kids. So she felt she had a battle. Did they have she felt the she, she no okay she felt she had a battle to, to fight for him, which was to see the kids uh-huh. so you know that's why she was calling with so much what she thought was authority
3: so she tells you i mean you so you tell her stay away from him and stay away from our family or what?
0: Yeah, eventually she called enough times and I would, you know, back then we had the call ID boxes, yeah. you know, yeah. the little rectangular ones on the floor. Yeah. Oh. So I had, I had one of those. So when I would see it, I would just, you know, I would just pick up the phone and hang it back up. And eventually I got tired of doing that. So I, we was, me and him, the two of us, okay, me and my ex-husband were having an argument one time and I was just like, you know. You, you claim you want, the, you want this, you want this family, but you're not putting in the work, you know? And I don't understand how it's supposed to work if there's other people infiltrating what we're supposed to have as a union. And he was just like, that's all done, that's all over with. And, you know, she's the one that's now pursuing me because I told her it was over. I said, okay, well, let me end it right now. And so I called her and I was just like, look, Stay away from my husband. Stay away from my family. And I don't want to have to tell you this again because you call here quite often. And if you call here again, i kill you. Just like that. And so she dialed nine one one. And I didn't know at the time that if you threaten to kill somebody in New York, you automatically—it was an automatic—you go to jail. So. She called the she called the cops. She put in her report or whatever the case may be. And the next day, we had planned to go take family portraits. You know, me, him, and the kids and everything. And that was supposed to symbolize our starting over and just getting it together. And the police showed up at the door. The detectives actually showed up at my door in plain clothes, and they were just like, you know, are you Keisha? such and such and I was like yes and they was just like did you call such and such and threaten to kill her and I said if she called my house and mess with my family yes I did and they said well could you turn around we are under arrest and my kids at the time they were like two and four I think or three and five yeah they were three and five and so it was strange because they both came to me at the door and was just like, mommy, give me a hug, give me a hug, give me a hug. And it was the first time I ever was leaving the house that they ran to me like that to say, give me a hug. Right. So it made the detectives, the detectives was like, okay, we won't handcuff you in front of the kids. Right. And I was just like, thank you. And so he was just like, do you have somebody that could, you know, keep them? And at the time... I had an aunt that was visiting from Trinidad and she was staying with us. So I just took them to her room and I told her, I said, call my husband because this is some foolishness. His, his girlfriend is, is having me arrested. So she was just like, what? And you know, they took me to the precinct and um, she took the kids, and there we were. And what was what was strange about the whole situation is she knew who I was. She had my picture. She knew what I looked like. She knew where I worked. She knew what school I go to because I was going to Mega Evans at the time. Um, she knew everything about me, and I knew nothing about her but her first name. Nothing. And that in inside of me that. I don't know. It, I felt like there's a street code. You know what I'm saying? I, at least I felt like there should have been, or I know that there is, or something. But there's a street code. If you know a man is married and you're going to mess with that married man, then stay in your lane. Stay, you play understand?
2: Your
0: yeah, play your position, stay in your lane. And here she is trying to be wifey when that's who I am. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm I'm running your bath water. You know what I'm saying? I believed I was taking care of him in the bedroom as well, you know, and here I why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? And in the precinct, I think in the precinct is where I had my aha, you gotta stop this moment because the detectives came to me and he was just like this could be resolved. You know what I'm saying? This could be resolved. You could just talk to her and we could. she can drop all the charges. And I was just like, listen to what you're saying to me. You're asking me. I said, are you going to take the handcuffs off of me? He said, no, I can't take the handcuffs off. So I said, so I have to go to her and speak to her handcuffed? And he was just like, yes. And I was just like, well, then I'm not speaking to her. He said, but if you speak to her, she could drop the charges. I said, listen to what you're asking me though. You're asking the wife to go to the girlfriend in handcuffs and beg her to drop the charges because she is messing with my husband. And I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And I, and. I didn't blame her, I blamed him because she's playing the position that he gave her. He get he made her feel like she had that authority, which is why she was doing it. You understand? So at that point I was more mad with him than I was with her because she's just she she's just wrong, yes. She right, she's wrong because she knew he was a married man, but she's playing her cards based off of what he dealt her. And so, with that, I was just like, I'm done with this. Because as a wife, I should never have to deal with this. I should never have to be in this type of situation. And what was even worse is, he came to the precinct, about half an hour later, he got to the precinct, and he ran up on her what are you doing and cussing at her and screaming at her and you know that's my wife that's my wife what are you doing what are you doing and then they arrested him and she she pressed charges against him too so both of us is in jail now and what's happening to our children
3: so um how long were you uh locked up
0: a day one day so they came sunday morning for me and i didn't get out till monday morning
3: but did you have to go they
0: take they took me they took me to central booking sort of like they i think they oh. waited to the wee hours of the night to take me over there so i wouldn't have to really
1: be sitting there over the weekend and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the police officers that were at the precinct, they were really troubled by the whole situation in the sense that They were all like, yo, in the same predicament, I would have done exactly what you did. Are you telling me that I will be sitting in Central Booking because I'm trying to defend my family? So none of them wanted to handcuff me. None of them wanted to be the one to take me down to Central Booking. They were all arguing within the precinct over who's going to take her. They was like, yo, I took this job. Yeah, they was like, I took this job to protect people from bad people. Why isn't anybody arresting the other girl? That's the crime. What she did. So I went down to Central Booking at the in wee 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 hours of the night, and when I went to Central Booking, those police officers had a problem with putting me in the cell with the other women too. And you gotta remember, I'm in my Sunday best because we was getting ready to go to church and then go take family portraits.
1: And so so. so no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you're saying.
0: So, they're looking at me and saying, "Why? you know, just by my appearance, they're just like, why are you here? Why are you even here?
1: And, and you, you said know, by your appearance because I wanted to paint that picture. Explain mm-hmm. to people, like, how tall are you?
0: I'm five feet exactly. And back right. then, I was maybe a hundred pounds wet. Right. <laughs> you know? So, you, so,
1: so you're so, tiny. Adorable as fuck, right? And mm-hmm. I, and like well behaved for the most part. Right? For the most for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. For the most part. And so so wait. They took you down to Brooklyn House of Detention? Or like
0: whatever central booking is, that's what where I went. I don't know the names of these different it was downtown.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right
0: there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So you, you you down there over Yep. There. Yep. You know. And and what's and what's messed up? He's down there too. Because
1: that was going to be my other question: is how long did they hold him?
0: Same same amount
1: of time, twenty four hours. All right, and, then, and what did they just release you on your own recognizance? or did somebody yep. to come and bail you guys out? Okay.
0: Um, yeah. they released they released me, but they did appoint me a lawyer, yep. and the lawyer told me that before they released me, she came and spoke to me and she said, you don't have any priors. You don't, you don't even have a misdemeanor. You, she was like, your record is clean. Why are you here? And I explained to her what happened. And she was just like, wow. And then she was like, okay, well, the judge is going to, um, put an order of protection is going to give her an order of protection against you. And I was like, what? And she was just like, let me finish. She said, if you stay away from her for, I can't remember if it was 30 days or 90 days, but she was just like, if you stay away from her within that span of time, all the charges will be dropped and the order protection will be lifted. And so I was just like, ma'am, do you understand that one, I've never seen this woman before? Two, I don't know who she is. And three, I wouldn't recognize her if if you were her. And so the the lawyer looked at me and said, "So why are we doing order protection?" I said, "Because she keep calling my house." She was just like, "So she's calling your house." I said, "Yes, she's calling my house and asking for my husband." How long was this going on? Like how often was she calling? She called every single day and she was doing this for I don't know, months. It was months. How old was she? I, to this day I still don't have any information on her.
3: Okay. All right. So let, let let's keep going. So at what point after that did you decide this relationship is not working? And then how long did it take for you to get out of it? And how did you get out of it?
0: So, even after all of this, I had my mindset that I was going to leave, that, you know, this relationship is done, it's over. I now have a central booking number. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, if this is what this marriage is going to mean, I don't want any part of it. So, I went on with with life as usual because I at that point I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? We just...
1: you going through the motions at this
0: point. Yeah, we, we're literally going through the motions. And so one day I was on the New York City bus. And I can't even tell you where I was. I probably dropped the kids off at my mother's. And I was on my way back home. And you know how they have the advertisements on the city bus, the top where you can read, you know, yeah, whatever.
1: Along the, 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 along the, along the strap hangers,
0: right? Yeah, where you hold on to. There's a whole bunch of advertisements. I was sitting, I know exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting at the back of the bus, you know, that single seat right next to the, to the back door? Yeah. Before the back door, I was sitting in that single seat, and I was looking up, and I was reading. And it, it was like a survey. And I started reading the sentences and I was like, yes, read the next one. It was like, yes. And then I read the next one. It said, yes. And then the little thing at the bottom said, if you answered yes to three or more of these questions, you are a victim of domestic violence. And I was so stunned. I read it again, trying to make the answers. No. And all the answers were still, yes.
2: Do you remember and what I the read questions
0: it, were? I don't remember what the questions were. I I I think the shock of it was just enough for me to just blank it out because I did not want to believe that I was a victim of domestic violence. I really didn't. And,
3: and how, so, so, so um, when when you say domestic violence, right? Are, mm-hmm. Because. Because there are many forms, right?
0: Yes, there are.
3: Okay, are we talking a physical domestic violence? Are we talking an emotional... At
0: the time, thing? at the time, at the time, no, it wasn't physical at that time. At that moment when I was reading it, it wasn't physical at all. But it was definitely financial, and it was definitely verbal.
3: That's exactly what I want to get to. So there are so many forms, and this was... You You said yes to a bunch of things that... yes. That was that had nothing to do with physical.
0: That had nothing at all to do with physical. So I guess that's where the shock came from because, you know, you stereotype people that suffer from domestic violence, and you think, oh, they get beat up, they get black eyes and fat lips. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I got eight brothers. Ain't nobody stupid enough to do that to me, you know? And I'm looking at this thing, and it's, it, I just keep reading it over it. I read it so many times. That when I looked up, I missed my stop. I was just about and, to that. Yes. Uh-huh. And then the the bus driver said to me, "Are you paying another fare? Are you paying another fare? Because I'm getting ready to come back around." And I looked around and I said, "I said no, I'm not paying another. I don't have. I don't. I can't pay another fare. I missed my stop." And so he said, "Well, where are you getting off at?" And he said, "Oh, that's three stops back in the other direction." He said, "You sit down and I'll I'll let you know when you get there." And so, he, so he I, yes. He, yeah, he hooked me up. And so, I'm still like, I'm looking out now for my stop. And at the same time, I'm just like, Am I really a victim of domestic violence? You know, this couldn't be. And so, I get off and I start walking towards you know where I live at. And this, I hear somebody scream in the street. Can I curse? <laughs> Can I say show? what they said? Fuck yeah, you can curse our show. <laughs> yeah. I, heard somebody, I heard somebody say, where the fuck you been at? And so I didn't turn around and look because I didn't nobody be talking to me that way. You know what I'm saying? And so I keep walking and the person is still screaming whatever they're screaming. And somebody that's walking towards me in the street says, ma'am, look, this this person is yelling at you. And so when I turned, I saw that it was my husband. He was like, "Where, where, where you been? Where the heck you been? I'm standing up here waiting on you." And I was just like, "I missed my stop, so you know the bus is now coming down on the opposite side of the street." And so, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking because I'm like, "Were you just, just cursing at me a few minutes ago?" You know, because I was getting ready to just give it right back. You know. Yeah. And so I guess he sees my demeanor and he immediately brings it down a notch. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. I was just worried. I was just worried. And I was just like, okay. So now in my head, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this really could be what it is. You understand? Because why are you standing up at the bus stop waiting on me? That means you timed me from the time I said I was leaving wherever I was to get back. So, I'm I'm in the house and my mind is like, you know, my mind is going a mile a minute. It's just all these different thoughts are coming to my mind to my head. And one of the things that was coming to my head was my mother would say to me, "You don't got a natural relationship. You don't got a you don't got a natural relationship. Men don't treat women like that. Men don't do things like that." And what she was referring to was we didn't have a wash and dryer, so we used to go to laundry laundromat. He always wanted to go with me. When the kids had doctor's appointment, he always wanted to go. When we had to go do groceries, he always wanted to go. Like, I, I never went anywhere without him. And I just chalked it up as my mother was just a man hater because after what my dad put her through when she finally you know they finally parted she didn't want to have nothing to do with a man so I was just like you can't impose that on me you know what I'm saying because my husband actually married me you understand and so my mother you know she didn't want to knock me out because I was already grown with children but she was just like that relationship is not natural so All of those things now start coming to my head like, ooh, what would happen if I did the groceries without him? What would happen if I took the kids to the doctor without him? What would happen if I did the laundry without him? And sure enough, when I started doing those things without him, that's when it started to get physical.
3: So do you think um, that uh, uh, that was, what's the the, um, projection? So I know what the fuck I got going on out in the, here in these streets. I know what the fuck I'm up to. Um
0: mm-hmm.
3: if you ain't around me, you probably up to the same bullshit.
0: Yep, exactly. You think I'm doing what you're doing. Exactly.
1: And so how long after that like the, the, the interaction with the police and, and this order of protection did that aha moment happen on the bus? Like how much time had passed?
0: I'd say a couple weeks. It wasn't, it wasn't as much as a month. Yeah. I'd say a couple of weeks. And how long
3: after that did you guys actually physically part ways? A year. And, and how did you physically part ways?
0: I went into a, sh- I went into a shelter. I went into a shelter several times to be exact. The first time I went, I went to the Bronx to one of those homeless shelters and he came into the, to the shelter and he got me. So you went
3: with the kids?
0: I, I took the kids, packed up our stuff, and we went to the shelter. So, so and did you and while
3: he came he was into at the, the house, or did you do it while he did y'all argue about it? He was like, you know, fuck that. I'm nope, fuck, fuck Nope,
0: me. nope. He I got all the details. I got all the details about what I was supposed to do. I got all the details about the de- the documents they wanted. Because at that time, I had police reports against him. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I had to prove to them that I was in an unsafe situation. Mm-hmm. in order to get in. Mm-hmm. So I went I went to the precinct. I got all I had a bible probably sick of police reports. And so I went to the to the police report. I made sure I was I was scared to death. Don't don't even think that I was doing this all bold. I was scared to death. I went to the priest and I said, if I get these reports from you, is there a way he's going to find out that I got them? And he, they were like, no, no one is going to know that you got these reports or whatever. And I told them what I was trying to do. And they were just like, okay, we wish you luck. We hope everything works out. And I got the reports and I went to the to the shelter. And sure enough, just like that scene from The Matrix, where they were like in Wall Street and the girl in the red dress comes walking out. He, it was just like that for me. I was sitting in there waiting for them to call me to get on a bus to go to one of the locations. And I saw him like in slow motion walking right towards me. And I was just like, oh my God, how did he even know I was here? That, that was
1: gonna be my question. How did he know you were headed, headed to a show? I
0: have no idea how he knew I was there. Cause I, you know, I'm doing this on the DL. So I was just like, how the hell did he know I was here? And he picked up my daughter and put my daughter on his lap. And he was just like, I'm not gonna ask you again. We just gonna get up and we gonna walk out of this place. And and so I didn't know, I didn't know if he meant that he was gonna hurt her in some way, or you know what I'm saying.
1: But I wasn't gonna take.
0: Yeah, in the Bronx.
1: And weren't you so? You guys were living in Brooklyn at the time, or? We were
0: living in Brooklyn at the time.
1: (laughs) So so like, and and so like, explain for the listeners because we have people listening in like other countries and shit. If you take,
0: all was right. He so when was you the subway, what, what 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 was he doing? Well, I, I at the time we didn't have a car. All right, so, he, but so he's on the subway. He didn't take a subway. He went and got a car from somebody. I don't know who because when we walked out of the shelter, we he put us in a car. Well, that's at least so, what, a half hour, forty minute drive. Yeah, a long half hour to forty minute drive. Right,
1: depending depending on traffic, it might be even more than that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So and, and so for him to find out your plan and to make it over there, somebody had to put him on to, to game. Somebody had to let him know what was happening.
0: And I have a feeling who it is. I don't wanna say who that person is 'cause I don't wanna I don't want no problems. Yeah. But at this point all our friends are the same because we've known each other since we were like what, ten, eleven years old. Right. So all my friends and all his friends are the same people. And it was two people that I confided in. So I'm assuming one of those two people, if not both, told him where I was or All what right. I was doing or what I was up to, you to know? A- so
3: I want to ask you a difficult question. Go ahead. Could you, um, if you're okay with it, tell it what it was like the first time he put his hands
0: on it? The first time he put his hands on me was, it was, it's it's mixed emotions because you're in shock initially and then you get angry and, you know, I might be little, but I got a fire in me unlike any other. So I was shocked because I was, in my head, I'm like, he he gotta be crazy because he knows the size of my family. He knows the the craziness that we all share, you know, he did this. And then my disbelief turns into anger and then I'm looking for something to hit back as well. But the reality of the situation is he's six foot something and I'm five feet, like that's not gonna work. You understand? I'm gonna put myself in even more danger if I swing back.
2: Do
3: you remember what it was over?
0: I don't I the very I I remember the very first one but I don't remember what it was over I really couldn't and I have a feeling it was something where he didn't want me to do something and I wanted to do it and I said I was going to do it anyway because most of the times when he did put his hands on me that's what it was it was over something I wanted to do that he didn't want me to do or someplace I wanted to go that he didn't want me to go you know, my biggest thing was you're, you come home from work every day and then you leave out in the evening every single day to go hang with your friends. I just want to do it on Saturdays. That's four days out of the 30-day month. You do it 20 days out of the 30-day month. What's the problem?
3: Was there ever an instance when you left him home with the kids while you did go out?
0: Yes, there was. And when I came back, it was hell to pay. I had to call the police then, too. And I remember it because my sister, she lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I don't see her often, and she was coming into town, and we were, it was her, another one of my sisters, and myself. We were getting together, and we were going to a club um, called Katouche on <laughs> Atlantic Avenue, I, Avenue, I believe yes. it was.
2: Yeah, I remember Cartouche.
0: And so you know, we got, we got dressed up and, you know, we all got that little Trini behind, rump the rump, you know, and I put on this outfit that was, seat. yes, the Trini bomb seat. And I put on this outfit that it was a long pants, but it really was a shorts because you could see through it and the top to match. And he stood up and said, you're going in that. And I was like, yeah, it looks good. Don't it? And he was just like, You're not going in that. And I was just like, my sister bought me this outfit and she's coming all the way from Kalamazoo, Michigan to see me wear this outfit and go out with me. You best believe I'm wearing it. And so when my sister got there, she got there with her husband and my younger sister was there with her boyfriend. And I don't want to say he was intimidated by them because I can't really say but they were all right with it and my sisters were dressed in a similar fashion with their men you understand so it was just like he's not going to beef with them in, you know in front of them because they're going to probably say something like yo what's the yo she going to be with us what's the problem you know what i'm saying uhhuh and we had been making these arrangements for months it wasn't some it wasn't a, a you know, overnight, oh, let's do this. It wasn't spontaneous. We've been planning it for months.
3: So you guys are out? You so we're out,
0: we're, we're having a I good time, and then I come home.
3: You come and home? And sure enough, saucy. he's- A little saucy?
0: He's a little bit, but little saucy, not yeah. too much that I'm not, not too much that I'm not um, coherent. Uh-huh. And he's up. He's up, and he's what waiting, time? and he... <laughs> what time <and> was, he. <laughs> wait, And he... It wait, was wait, about... Wait. What time was what it? What time was it? Yeah. Like, oh, 7 it in the was, morning. It was, light. it was... The sun was already up. So, oh. it was, like, 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But that's New York. That's... Yo, hold on. Before you go any
1: further, this is why I explain to people that like, when I moved to Connecticut, why I don't party. <laughs> the, because my ex-wife would be like, oh, let's go out, let's party. And I'm like, yo, the club closes at 1.30. That's not a fucking party. No, it's not. That's, that's the time you a, leave in the house. <laughs> right. Like, when I was in high school, I would be leaving calaloo and all the, like, the, the, the Reagan clubs in Brooklyn at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning while people were on their way to church.
0: So exactly. Right. So <laughs> at home at 6
1: o'clock in the morning, that's not a big deal, especially being a nope. being a trinity. Nah. Nah. That's, that's yep. not a real fact. So you walk. That's, that's, in the door. Go
0: ahead. You walk. I walk. In the door. I walk in the door, and of course he's awake. The kids are still asleep, and he's just like you. You know, of course he's beefing over the time. It's six o'clock in the morning. Where you been? What you been doing? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you was hanging out the window. I know you seen my brother in law and my sister's boyfriend. So I I came back with the same people I left with. You know what I'm saying? So it was no. It was no hanky-panky going on, so to speak. And so I laid in the bed, and he decided that, oh, you want to go to sleep now? You think, you, you know, I changed my clothes and got in the bed, and he, he's like, you want to go to sleep? He got up on the bed and started jumping on the bed, like, like a two-year-old, like literally jumping on the bed. So I got up, and I went into the kid's room, and I laid down next to one of the kids. And he got in the bed. Got on the bed with me and the kids in in the bed and started jumping on that bed, too. And so one thing just led to another, and I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. And I got on the phone, and I dialed 911, and he left the house.
3: Hey, listeners. David again. So uh, we're going to stop it here. Um, But be sure to tune in for part two to hear more of Keisha's story. As usual, we would love to hear your thoughts on this or any of our other episodes. And you can comment on our website, rate or review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. YouTube and Google
0: Play. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad?